What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Now, season one was fun. Talking about my favorite team, can't have nothing else there. But this season, season two, we got to get a little bit more real. Because this season has the Super Bowl in our backyard. So far, state. So if you don't know my voice by now, I'm down to play nigga silence. And you getting ready to listen to Ramley Talk. Horns up. Rams house. Let's get it. Let's talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing out there? It is March. It's the third day in March, and uh, you know, I said I had another episode for you guys, and I do. So for those of you who are tuning in, I am Donna the Playmaker Sound, the host of this lovely Rams podcast called Ramley Talk. Today we have a great episode. It's going to be a very interesting thing to get into today because, as we all know, it's been two weeks since the Rams won the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium in Eaglewood, California. And with that being said, we got to do it. Some of y'all don't like the topic. Some of y'all was willing to give your opinion. We really did state what y'all felt. It was really a lot of y'all voted on the, on the polls, and I'm very thankful for it. But we have to discuss which Super Bowl we taking: the '99 Greatest Show on Turf, or the LA Rams, or I call them Hollywood Rams, of this past season. Now we talking meaningful. We talking. We talking meaningful. We talking. You know, that great feeling. You're talking about what a joy it brought. Both Super Bowls brought y'all, don't get me wrong. Both Super Bowls were phenomenal. Both Super Bowls were great for well, the franchise. It's the only two Super Bowls the franchise actually has. So, not demeaning one or the other, but which, which Super Bowl you feel more connected to? Which Super Bowl that made you feel like, yes, it's great to be around. Right. Yeah. The reason why I did is there's only two Super Bowl titles that Rams I won. And it's interesting, it's been that a lot of years apart. We're talking from 99 to 2021. We're talking over two decades, 22 years to be exact. From our first Super Bowl to this Super Bowl. So now, let's have a conversation, shall we? And a lot of y'all have one. And I'm very appreciative of it. So to set the table for this, let's just go over, let's just recap what, what this current Rams team that LA Rams did this past season. They went 12 and 5 in a regular season. Won the division title. Obviously, they had to beat the 49ers in the championship game to get to the Super Bowl where they beat 
the Cincinnati Bengals to win the franchise second Super Bowl. The greatest show on turf, however, they went 13-3, won the NFC West, had to get through Minnesota, Tampa in the NFC Championship game, and they beat the Tennessee Titans by one yard to win the franchise's first Super Bowl. Now, before I get into how I feel about both Super Bowls and my thoughts on it, I'm going to give you the results because I did three separate, I did three different uh, I did polls in three different ways. I did a Twitter poll. I did a Facebook poll for our Rams group. And I did a Facebook poll for all the other groups that I am in. As far as NFL wise. Twitter. 21 votes. Very close. This year Rams got 11 votes. Grand Sean Tough got 10. So we're talking 52-48. In favor of this year's the LA Rams. Now let's get to my nah. Facebook Rams group that I was in, you know, my NFL groups that's not consistent. It's consistent of everybody. And those votes, we had 58 votes come in on Facebook for those nine Ram groups. Uh, and the greatest show on turf won in a very landslide. We're talking 51 to 7. Turn those into percentages. We're talking 87.9% in favor for the greatest show on turf versus 12.1% for the LA Rams. Of one one each way, and then we get to the Ramley, the groups that are for the Ramley. Okay, that's why this called Ramley talking because it's for the Ramley for the, for the Rams. Pretty much lopsided the other way when it comes to people who are Rams fans. Uh, 502 votes in total, 364 for the LA Rams to 138 for the greatest show on turf. And percentages average caps to 72.5% for the LA Rams to 27.5% for the greatest show on turf. All in all, put every votes together from Twitter and both and all Facebook groups all together. We had a total of 581 votes. 999 votes for the greatest show on turf. 382 votes for the LA Rams, which corresponds to 65.7% for the LA Rams to 34.3% for the greatest show on third. So the people have spoken on social media. They feel like the LA Rams winning the Super Bowl has a little bit more meaning than the greatest show on third. I have no issues with that. I have no issues. If you feel the greatest show on turf is that first Super Bowl. You can't forget the first. You would never forget the first. This one, from what most people say, it's, it's just where everything that took place. And let me let me read some of y'all comments in here. Let me go. Let me go to the LA Rams Facebook group. It's literally called LA Rams group. Let me go here. Read some of y'all comments, cause y'all y'all have some very good comments. I'm not gonna lie. This one, this comment right here, Justin Ellen Bogan. I don't, and I croak. I didn't think it was possible for a Super Bowl win to be more meaningful than Super Bowl 34, but for personal reason, this one. Actually, it sees that. First of all, I lost my dad in January. Condolences to you and the family. 
and this Rams one was incredibly uplifting. The biggest reason, however, was that for the first time, my two boys, one of whom was four years old and the other one who wasn't born until two months later, didn't really get to experience it with me. Living in upstate New York, we spent, we have spent the last 15 years or so going to sports bar to watch almost every game together with our Rams gear on. Growing up, my boys got made fun of in school, but the Rams have been like part have been like part of my family to the point where my oldest actually makes a living covering the Rams on his podcast and YouTube channel. Shout out to you. By the way, let me let me know what that podcast is on and how can I follow him on YouTube. I want to listen to that podcast, by the way. So yeah, I want to hear that. Shout out to your son. Sharing this victory with them made it more special for me. Also, I really appreciate the support they got in St. Louis, but I grew up mostly in Southern California, so it was sweet to see a Super Bowl in LA. Jason, I'm happy for that. Thank you for your comment. That is very, very good. Like I said, hit me up. I wanna, I wanna know what, what show your son does because I want to I want to listen in. I want to hear him, and we might be able to collab because you know we both covering our favorite team. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, we gonna, I'm gonna read some more comments. You know, because I'm I'm feeling good. I like I like I like why I like these comments. Let's see. David Heinick, the twenty the. 2021 Rams came back from behind in the Super Bowl shorthand. He was referring to the fact that uh, we came in without Robert Woods, who got injured back in November. Tyler Heat, we got hurt in the MC Championship game. Kendall Blanton got hurt during the Super Bowl. Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt during the Super Bowl. So he was referring to everything that... Uh, so he was referring to the fact that... Uh, we were losing some players in, in our run to the Super Bowl, but they still got it done in, in the comeback victory. So, Dave, thank you for your comment. Eddie Crane, greatest show on turf, hands down. Any true, any true Rams fan that has been through all the hardships and then get to watch your team finally pull off a Super Bowl is always the most special. Like I said, you can't forget the first. It's the first Super Bowl. By the way, I'm going to get into I love his comment. Eddie, I love your comment because when I, when I really dive into how the greatest Sean Turk came about and to win that Super Bowl from the previous year, your comment holds a lot of credence to that. Now, most of y'all, most of y'all was, y'all was thinking Greatest Sean Turk, but for some reason, this one is because it's in LA. It is the Rams. Y'all back in LA. They represent LA. And they done it in LA. Everything was in LA. So here's another comment. It's way more meaningful for us because it's in LA. Brand new, fantastic, futuristic arena where we also won the conference championship at home, beating the 49ers. By the way, like I said, if y'all listened to the last episode, we made history being the first team to host the championship game and host the Super Bowl. Chances of that happening again is slim to impossible, even if it be in the next 30 years, which is cool. So I appreciate y'all comments. I love it. I love reading y'all comments because y'all y'all did it. Y'all did it. 
Now, yeah, some of y'all did take it personal when I put Hollywood Rams. Wait, let's face it. We all know they've been calling us. They've been calling the Hollywood Indian, the Hollywood team, all that stuff. Because Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, you know, Oda Beckham Jr., the star power with Sean McVay. It fits Hollywood, you know. So I call them Hollywood. Y'all didn't like it. So I, I went back to LA Rams. It is what it is. All right. Let's see if I can find another comment that I'd like to read real quick before I get into what I need to get into. Nope, nope. Let me go ahead and get into what I need to get into. Alright, so y'all know this 2021 rounds. Fifth and passing at 273.1 yards per game. 25th and rushing at 99 yards per, per game. Ninth in total total yards, 372.1 yards per game. There were they were in the top three in sets with 50. Their worst defense was six with 103.2 yards per game. They were eighth in scoring at 27.1 yards per game. You know. This team, this 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 team was good. This team was great. We know about Matthew Stafford regular season. 67.2 completion percentage, throwing for over Throwing for over 4,886 yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions in the postseason. He was 70% completion percentage, 1,188 yards passing, 9 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Cooper Cup, Triple Crown Runner, you know, 145 catches, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns. Postseason, 33 catches, 478 yards, 6 touchdowns. We know how that, all that went down. It was great to see, good to hear. Greatest show on turf, however. We're talking about a team coming off a 4-12 year to previously in 1998. You get to 1999. You start off 6-0 before you take your loss to the Tennessee Titans, who we meet in the Super Bowl that year. You lost to Detroit, both on the road. You rip off 7 straight to get to 13-2, and then you lose your final game to the Baltimore Ring on the road. But 13-3, you win the NFC West, you're in the top seed in the NFC. You get you get to avoid wild card weekend. You face Minnesota in a very high scoring game where you score 35 unanswered points to start the second half to take a was it a 41 to 19 lead or 41 to 17 lead something like that before they close the gap to it being 41 37 victory for the Rams. You go to the NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers and it's a defensive battle. It's a tough fought game. You come out of that victorious to get to the Super Bowl. In the Georgia Dome, Atlanta, Georgia, my second home. You beat the Tennessee Titans by a one-yard tackle to seal the deal. After the greatest on Turkey, what they did, Kurt Warner to Isaac Bruce, who I think was like seven-something yard touchdown to put in my head. Defense make that that key stop. Here's what I want y'all to know. Like I said, 13 and three on the on the year. One in the West. Number one in total in total yards. 400.8 yards per game. First in passing with 272.1 yards per game. First in scoring, 32.9 points per game. You might as well run at the 33 points per game. Number one in rush defense, 74.3 yards given up per, per game. You know. Tied for first with the Jaguars that year. The Jaguars in sacks with 57. Want to go more deep into it? Kurt Warner was the NFL MVP. 
Dick Vermeil was coach of the year. Marshall Fry was offensive player of the year. Kurt Warner was Super Bowl MVP of that Super Bowl. Kurt Warner had a passer rating of 109.2, first in the league. He threw 41 touchdowns, first in the league. Kevin Carter, leader of the defense that year, 17 sacks, first in the league. And by the way, that defense, that defense had seven interceptions returned for a touchdown. Seven. Okay. I think we had about two. One being in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. That team, that, that team was a very good team. The greatest on turf. They won the first Super Bowl in the franchise history. Okay. You cannot, you cannot. There's no way you can forget what Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Toei Holt, you know, Kevin Carter, uh, one, I want to believe Leonard Green was on that team. I could be wrong, but Dick Vermeer coaching that team. Mike Marks was the offensive coordinator. That team was put together so well that they was on a tear, and they went to the Super Bowl. Undrafted quarterback, trade for Marsha Falk, you Toy Holt's rookie season. Isaac Bruce was being Isaac Bruce already. Greatest on turf is what it was. That's why they called it Greatest Show on Turk, because not only they did it, they did it for the next few years, only getting back to the Super Bowl one time before losing to the Patriots all, obviously. But the Greatest Show on Turf is what they had. Matter of fact, they had seven pro brothers on that team. Seven! Like, the pro brothers on that team was ridiculous. Obviously, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Remember, realistically, Kurt Warner, Marshall Fall, Isaac Bruce, Orlando Pace, DeMarco Fred, Kevin Carter, Todd Light. Seven Pro Bowlers. Seven. Seven Pro Bowlers. You can't make this stuff up. Now for the Rams Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Matt Gay. All Pro Bowlers. Matthew Savage should have been a Pro Bowler, but it's all well and good. He got the You're talking NFL awards for the for the 2021 Rams, Cooper Cup, Offensive Player of the Year, and Andrew Whitworth winning the uh, Walter Man Peyton of the Peyton Walter Peyton Man of the Year award. That's about it. So it's interesting to see how these two things like you know live up to what the story's been. You know, we're talking about the greatest show on turf coming off a four and twelve season. To be that stellar to lead to lead the lead in 20 yards, passing yards, scoring, rush defense, and sacks coming off in four and twelve season. You know, having Trent Green go down, Kurt Warner stepping in, seven Pro Bowlers, Dick Vermeer getting coach of the year, Kurt Warner winning MVP of the year, Super Bowl MVP, Marshall Fall getting the offensive player of the year. You can't, it's just you can you can never forget that. That team was ridiculous and you wouldn't know it coming off a of 4 and 12 season you just wouldn't know it and you know i haven't had a chance to watch kurt warner's movie yet i don't want to watch it the american underdog because he he was he played in the afl he was bagging groceries 
before then. You know, they brought him in. They gave him a shot and he took and he took full advantage of it. So that's a that's a good American on the doll story to talk about is Kurt Warner. Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, we're talking about a guy. Number one overall pick to the Detroit Lions. Spent 12 years there. Did everything he could for that city, for that franchise. Playing through injuries. Having Kevin Johnson as a target. Gordon Tate as a target. Marvin Jones as a target. Playing with Javon Bass at one point. Yeah. You know, he has some good, he has some good players there, Ebron. He has some good players, but they didn't put the full team together. Detroit has never put a full team together for Matthew Stafford. All them yards he threw for, all them touchdowns, all them comeback victories, off or not, and people didn't really look at him like they're supposed to because they felt like, yeah, you always done, man. You just patting stats and this and that and the other. But now you get traded. The week of the Super Bowl is announced you can trade it to the Rams for Jared Goff and two first round picks. A lot of people saying they gave up too much. The Rams gave up too much. Nestle don't care about picks, man. This and that. His children gave him a mug that said F them picks. He got a shirt that said F them picks at the Super Bowl parade because you know why? Let me read my two stuff his numbers again. In the regular season, 67.2 completion percentage. Due for 4,886 yards. Due 41 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. In the pro season, it was 70% completion percentage, throwing for 1,188 yards, nine touchdowns, and three interceptions. His combined season as a round, his first season as a round, 68.6% uh, completion percentage, 6,074 yards passing, 50 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Everybody wanted to know, was it really Detroit? Always met this other part of the reason. It's safe to say it's Detroit. It's the Detroit Lions. It's that franchise. That franchise has not put a great team together. But guess what? Matthew Stafford came to a great team, a great coach led by Sean McVay, Les Snead, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey leading the defense. Matthew Stafford came in with Cooper Cup, got it done. They brought in OBJ, got it done. Brought in Vaughn Miller, got it done. Cam Akers came back from a torn Achilles, they got it done. No matter how you slice it. This LA Rams team got it done. And they knew how important this season was because they saw the Buccaneers led by Tom Brady, Bruce Aarons, win the Super Bowl in their own backyard, being the first team ever to host the Super Bowl, let alone win it. They knew this year the Super Bowl was in LA. They had no choice. They got to go get it. And they did. They brought in Matthew Stafford. You lose, you lose Cam Megas in training camp, you bring in Sonny Michelle. You have Sonny Michelle for a while. You know, we still ain't getting there. We hit our bump in the road against Tennessee at home on a Sunday night and at San Fran on a Monday night in that Green Bay Island about it. Then you talking about, you know, bringing in Vama, bringing in OBJ. Well, they just bringing in everybody. They don't even care about picks. We only got a number one pick to 2024. What is going on here? You still got Jenny Rush, you still got Aaron Dunham. Can they put it together? Matthew Stafford's turning ball over. Yeah, like yeah, like seven turnovers in like three games. So it was a rough, it was a rough patch in that stretch. Losing at home to Tennessee on the on the primetime game. The day before my birthday. Then 
getting blasted by the 49ers for the fifth consecutive time in El on a Monday night. You take a bye week, you go to Green Bay, you don't look good in that game. And so it was a rough stretch for a lot of LA Rams fans. It was a rough stretch for, you know, for us. And y'all heard me. Shoot, especially after that San Fran game on the night game. I went slip I went off. And a lot of y'all heard it. I think y'all was looking forward to it. Now, you bounce back. You beat Arizona on the road on a Monday night. You take care of Minnesota. I mean, you beat Arizona on the road on a Monday night. You take care of Minnesota. You take care of the Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson. You do the thing that you need to do to get into the playoffs, and you go on this playoff run where defense just completely destroyed Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cards in the wild card round. Matthew Stafford giving Brady his retirement for his bomb the Cooper Cup to win that game in Tampa over the reigning defending Super Bowl champions at the time. And you get up with the monster in the San Francisco 49ers who you let in, by the way, by you blowing a 17-point lead to the 49ers so they get into the playoffs. But you beat that monster who had beaten you six times, and then you did what you did in the Super Bowl, obviously. It, it's, it's one of those things where both Super Bowls are meaningful but to most people, is this one because what I just laid out just a few minutes ago. What we had to give up to get these stars like Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, signing OBJ off Ravens, trading for Sonny Michelle from the winger after losing Cam Baker to a torn Achilles. Having him come back from a torn Achilles in six months. Putting it together when you needed to put it together at a very crucial time. While trying to keep your head above water, which they did to end up winning the NFC West with a 12 and 5 record. To go through the playoff path that you went through, you went through a division of four in Arizona. You went through the GOAT Tom Brady and you went through the monster that is the San Francisco 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, beat the Bengals, and win the second Super Bowl for the Rams franchise, the first Super Bowl in a very long time for the city of Los Angeles. And do that. But you can never forget the first. The greatest show on turf, like I said, coming off a of 4 and 12 season previously to have MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, seven Pro Bowlers, first in in offense, first in passing, first in scoring, first in receiving, first in sacks, having having the third most interception return for a touchdowns in the season with seven. That team was unbelievable. This team was unbelievable. It is good to talk about it. And uh, I'm just going to leave it like that, man. I'm just going to leave it like that. This will wrap up season two of Ramley Talk. It's been a fun season. It's been a great season. This, this is not the end of Ramley Talk. This is the end of this season for Ramley Talk because I wanted to finish off with this one personally. You know, in about a week, week and a half, two weeks, the new league year will start. We're, we're getting the free agency. We'll get into the draft as it's coming up. We got NFL Combines coming up, by the way, this week. But the Loon League year don't start until, I believe, the 16th, 17th around that time. Free agency. We got a lot of free agents on our roster. Hopefully we can resign some key ones, keep some key players, look for some help. In April, end of April, look at the draft, see how they're around drafting. And after that, we're talking training camp. You know, rookie training camp, all that stuff between 
April, between you know May and June, OTAs and all that other stuff in July, preseason, August, regular season in September. So, with that being said, I'm in the playmaker down in South here in Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you for listening. There'll be some more Ram content coming, coming forward. But this is the end of season two. I look forward to season three with y'all. Talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to your new episode of Ramley Talk. And if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and whatever else that you listen to Ramley Talk on. And for those of you who are iTunes and Apple Podcasts lovers, leave us a rate and review on those, and we'll gladly know how we're doing. Until next time, Donald Pegamaker signing off.